the metro to see karate movies Now that God in control, homeboy, I live a movie Used to be a drug addict, jack of all that And now I'm covered by the blood, how you like that? I'm trying to get my homies off the block like right now Me and Gifted on the road, we taking flights now No, it's all God, no other way We repping Christ hard, I can't see no other way He want that 23 up on his sneakers real bad He want that bankroll, he wants to rip a jag Ain't nothing wrong with it, as long as God's in it Refrain from idolization, uh, and be repentant I got that power now, Jesus Christ and gave it to me I'm talking Samsonite, Lil Raw up on my hoodie It's that Bible told a holy roller, yes sir Old life gone, it's like a blur I salute my homie Brinson not in FLA, we all God chasers. I'm talking full of game. We live that raw life. Do witness to the loss. Whole click saved, whole click blood ball. I'm a bond service standing tall in white ones. He got me from the gutter, he pulled me from the slums. I came to set the captives free, came to break chains. No longer lost, Johnny boy. I got a new name. I look up in the sky, see I'm blessed, boy. Woke me up this morning, see I'm blessed, boy Live a drug-free life, you know I'm blessed, boy Four kids and a wife, you know I'm blessed, boy You see, I talk it how I walk and see I'm blessed, boy Decisions made, bills paid, see I'm blessed, boy I put the challenge games away and got blessed, boy You see, I'm blessed, boy You see, yeah. I'm blessed, boy yeah. I used to catch the reader, find me on Canal Street Yeah, right there by the joy, cool it, doing the beanie but now I'm up in church, I still dance, just different scenery Oh, they get nervous behind this guard talk, but I'ma let them see me I fear the fire in my torso, also it's so important My heart's so open for the potion, my guard just keep on pouring I'm not just sharing, comparing, this ain't no red herring You not go quiet, this raw talk, we military I got some partners that's ready if I just said go And they not bringing no ranches, but just the Holy Ghost I'm talking blocker, blocker all in heaven, the prayers popping. Just keep on watching how we drop and see them doors and knocking. The world in pain, every day is a different tragedy. They got us hating one another, our pace is just shattering. But we don't see, but it's not flesh and blood that we battling. I'm talking a whole nother kind of warfare we should be carrying. But through a dull cloud, I see the sunshine through my children's eyes. It make me thank God and jump high like a Jordan sign. And we go break bread with my loved ones like a holiday. And we gon' stay fed and spirit laid, bring the brighter day, day I look up in the mirror, I see I'm blessed, boy I got a scar across my jaw to say I'm blessed, boy Oh, I got food up in my house, I feel I'm blessed, boy Even if it's just noodles, I'm still blessed, boy I handle my responsibilities, I'm blessed, boy I got no time for no one and I'm too blessed, boy Like I'm a man's man, no confusion, blessed, boy To the gristle, I'm authentic, that's blessed, boy Good day, good night, CFR Network, back hard working in the lab. Thank yourself for surviving 2020, Gregorian 2021. Trust me, we're going to make it a better year. Uh, shalom, balance, and paradise, as you can see. 
I got a very, very special guest with me, man. Continuing to see a Texas series. I got the one and only 007, Fifth Ward boy. Father, mentor, artist, uh, and, and so much more, man. Welcome to the broadcast, sibling. What it do? Man, thank you for having me, man. I'm just glad to be alive right now. <laughs> definitely, definitely. In this in this tumultuous time that we're currently faced, um, you are indeed correct. Um, it, it's a blessing. Uh, it's very interesting, wonderful, strange, scary times that we're living in. But, yep. uh, you know, uh, being able to have experienced all the things we've experienced up to now and still be breathing, breathing and living in this three-dimensional realm is a very wonderful thing, man. So as you say, man, count your blessings, man. Count That's your blessings. So um, how has 2020 treated you, sibling? How, how has all this, um, all this situation been treating you? It's, it's a downer sometimes, man. It's, it's like... Uh... Sometimes it's a downer and sometimes you, you count it as a blessing too. Uh, some of the things that you took for granted, you know, now you see that, you know, some of the liberties that you had, you know, that you just thought that was regular, mm -hmm. really they, they were liberties. You know, you were allowed to just go in the store how you wanted to. But now, you know, since this pandemic happened, you know, we're like, um, Man, it's like almost like a movie. We're in it, though. You yes. know, we really live in it. And so it's a lot of people that I know that uh, were around me that died from uh, COVID. And so uh, I still stay, you know, I'm optimistic that, you know, in this 2021 that we'll be, uh, we'll be better. Mm -hmm. I think it'll just take a minute. Mm -hmm. Yeah staying diligent and um being wise having the right. eyes to see and having the ears to hear um right. that, that's the most important thing you definitely everyone needs to make educated decisions reference um taking stuff into their body which is foreign if they think it was going to help them by all means um right. the keys to health uh a healthy mind and a healthy body is you are what you eat so you know let, let's let's utilize that this 2021 this 2020 and this 2021 depending if, if if you have to really you know examine oneself and look at you know how can i make me the best version that i could possibly be what's that going right. to involve do i need right. to change my diet do i need to really start looking at eating more greens and vegetables and fruits and stuff rather than processed food True. Yeah, no. Do I need to be turning up this exercise regime? Yeah. Just getting the body together. You know, it's the thing that God gave us that we all try to destroy. <laughs> yeah, we try our best to we try our best to destroy it by smoking weed, putting weed into it, putting cocaine into it, putting anything that's foreign into it to try to just kill it. I guess I don't know, but. Uh, I think we think those things can make us better. So, you know, I guess, you know. It's a, it's an interesting condition, the, 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 uh, the uh, humanity um, with, 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 as you say, um, God-given inalienable sort of senses, but then we have, you know, entertainment, we have media, right. 
shapes and molds who you are and who society is, which then again shapes and molds who you are as an individual. So it's it's a right. especially I'm pretty sure your senior sibling that like the last 10, 15 years, it's just like it's gone into overdrive. And as you so eloquently said, sibling, and I've said this multiple times, it's a movie. This last year plus has been a movie and we haven't been given any scripts. We haven't been no. given, we haven't signed a waiver. We haven't even been no. paid to be a part of this movie, man. No. <laughs> Matter of fact, we're paying. We're paying to be in the movie. <laughs> and this is it. With everything, not just financially, spiritually, you know, yeah. the lack of, you know, liberties that which, which have been taken. But as you say, right. cop is always half full. You know, yeah. through through diligence and through hard work and through prayer, uh, trustfully, you know, we gonna make it true, man. Yeah, yeah, we are gonna make it, man. It's just even if I don't, somebody else will. So, you know, that's cool. Mm. You know, well, you've left a legacy, man. Yeah, for shiggity. So, sibling, listen, we're we we're, we're in the present. We're in twenty twenty one, Gregorian age, January. Let's hop into the old DeLorean and uh, let's go okay. back in time, man. Let's um, do it. Let's do the thing. So, born and raised. Were we born and raised in that Fifth Ward? Yep. I was actually born in Fifth Ward. We used to have a hospital in Fifth Ward called uh, St. Elizabeth. And so, I was born in St. Elizabeth on Lyon Street, which is in Fifth Ward in Houston, Texas. And um, my story is almost like, you know, any good old story, you know, growing up as a kid, you know, poor, you know, but really didn't know you was that poor. Yeah. We really didn't know it because everybody around us was poor. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we, we kind of watched TV and stuff and we saw like the Huxtables on uh, a <laughs> show. And we was like, you know, we didn't really think that was possible, you know, because yeah. we, we don't see it with the eyes. But we like we watched Good Times and we was like, oh, yeah, see, mm. I know about that, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I know about Good Times. But uh, yeah, it's like, you know, growing up in the neighborhood, my uh my first sign of success was not your Fortune 500 company owner. It was the guy on the corner selling dope, mm-hmm. you know? And so I thought that in my mind that that was success. And so I was getting into all kind of stuff because I lived with my grandmother. She couldn't really keep up with me too much. Mm-hmm. So I used to get into all kind of stuff. And, you know, and um, gratefully, God kind of led me without me knowing it into another realm. I love music. I remember when I was probably about eight years old, my uh, uncle, he had two records. He had a record, uh, Brothers Johnson record Mm -hmm. and a Sugar Hill Gang record. Mm -hmm. And so he played the Sugar Hill Gang record and I was about eight years old and I can still remember this. And I was like, man, what is that? And uh, he told me, man, that's rap. That's the new thing. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's called rap. And I was like, oh, okay, I like that. You know, I, I like that right there. And I was kind of blown away. Mm-hmm. And so I was like eight years old. Then you coming up hearing like uh, cats like Cool Modi, yeah. uh, uh, you know, not LL yet, but, you know, like three times, not three times though, but uh, uh, the Funky Brothers plus one more and people like that and mm-hmm. uh 
cool. Herc was DJing. He was a yes, big dude. The legendary. So we was, yeah, we was like um, listening that. Even though we was down here, we could hear stuff from New York. Rap was like our ghetto CNN. So we could hear yes. what was going on in the Bronx, you know, from where we were. You know what I'm saying? From Melly Mel rapping it or whatever, you know. And um, was this so in the I form... Double O, was this in the form of people giving you like tapes or records, or was you hearing this on the radio? Well, no, we wasn't hearing it. We were hearing it like uh, MTV raps and stuff like that. We was, you know, privy to that. Mm-hmm. And uh, Rap City, the basement came later, but you know, we was, you know, keeping our ear to stuff. And plus, we had a group in our neighborhood when I was young called Ghetto Boys. Mm-hmm. And so the Ghetto Boys that you knew. You know, as Willie D, Scarface, and Bushwick, that wasn't the ghetto boys that we had. We yeah. had uh, Prince Johnny C, yep. Reddy Red, um, and you know, we was young and to hear those guys, you know, they made like a 45. And so we used to take the 45 and hear it and be down the street like, ghetto boys, ghetto boys. <laughs> yes. da, da. They had this song called Assassins. And we was like, man, now that's dope. And so to see somebody from our neighborhood that we thought was from our neighborhood, but they really wasn't. They was really from New York. You know what I'm saying? All those guys was from New Jersey, New York. For real? But, yeah, but Jay, he went down to, he went up to New York and he found them and brought them back. And so they were screaming Fifth Ward, but we really didn't know, you know, since they mm. screaming it, we feel they they from here, but we didn't learn until later. Those guys was from New Jersey and New York. Bushwick was from Bushwick, Brooklyn. Yes, you know? I know that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you, and you had uh, Prince Johnny C was from New Jersey and uh, Reddy Ray was from New Jersey. But so then you had Willie D. We kind of knew him, you know, from the neighborhood. He was a battle rapper, you know. He was a big battle rapper in our neighborhood. And so when he made an album, we were like, man, Man, if he can make an album, I know we can, you know. Which album and is so, this you talking, Double O? You're talking going out like a soldier, 1991. No, no, no. This before that, it's called Controversy. He had an album called Controversy. This before he was with Ghetto Boys. Ah. It was called Controversy, but it was on Rap A Lot Records, though. And so when Prince Johnny C, I guess they were like homesick and they wanted to go home. Reddy Red stayed and Bushwick stayed. Prince Johnny C kind of, you know, got out of the mix. Him and Jukebox, they kind of like, they didn't want, the way the music started going, uh, Jay wanted more of a reality rap. Yes. More of really what you're seeing. You know, Assassins was like your first you know, as I walked through Fifth Ward, I saw this man. He was kind, but he was blind. I snatched his jury and ran. It was like, to hear that, that's yeah. what we see every day. And I don't think Prince Johnny C kind of liked that. He mm-hmm. was more of a New York rapper. And so they brought Willie D in. He was straight gutter. And then... Uh, Hard. Uh, yeah, then they found Face. But Face is not from Fifth Ward. He's from the south side of Houston. But them dudes were so hard, they brought them all together and made the Ghetto Boys, and they were like our heroes, you know what I'm saying, in the neighborhood. The NWA of the South. Yeah, and so people really say NWA, but nah, it was really Ghetto Boys doing that early. 
Mm. We just wasn't, we just, they wasn't real widespread. Because if you really know the NWA story, um, DOC is from Dallas. Yes. And so DOC, he growing up to ghetto boys as well. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so he took his talents to LA and he influenced the NWA and the posse. You, you see, know, that's an excellent point. And then later on, you get the, yeah. the influence of Big Mike and 3-2 when they had right. that stint over there at the at death row. Yeah. yeah, and so with that stint, when they went to death row, where it wasn't a death row yet, it was just Dr. Dre, Suge, you know, it's when Dre first left Easy. Okay. And so... Okay. Big Mike and them was out there, and so they said, you know, the story goes, Big Mike, he was homesick, and he wanted to leave, and so 3-2 just stayed for a while, and a lot of the stuff that you hear, you know, just to be honest, a lot of stuff you hear on Doggy Style mm -hmm. and Dr. Dre's The Chronic yep. came from 3-2. We already know this, man, the Wicked Buddha Baby, Rise in Paradise 3-2. That's history, man. That is history yeah. right there. And that yeah. shows, again, the influence um, of, of Houston and Texas culture and how yeah. far it spread and at an early stage as well, at such an early stage and inception of the so-called um, gangster rap genre of music. Yeah. And you know what's the crazy thing about it? It's got, it's, it spread its legs so much to where, you know, it's so much influence that came from this spot, you know, that you didn't know about. Like even uh, we had a director that, that uh, directed our first video. Uh, we had a video called Thanks for the Blessing. Yes, excellent and track. The director was Joseph Kahn. And now Joseph Kahn is this big director of Christina Aguilera and mm -hmm. Eminem and all these people. But his first video, was our first video. He was fresh out of uh, school and Joseph Kahn was with us. Just like Mike Dean. Mike Dean was like, uh, he was with Selena's band, you know, and he used to play like the, the keyboard for Selena. And then he became Beto's, you know, dude playing uh, yeah. keys for Beto. And so now you know Mike Dean as this big Kanye yeah. West and Jay-Z and all those people. But before that, he was that. And then his first beat that he ever made was a Fifth Ward Boy beat. But listen, that's where I'm, this is where I started to learn of these these names of, of a Beatle One Productions, of a, of a Crazy C, of a Mike Dean yeah. and the Dean's List. You yeah. know, the, the, this is, and that is, thanks for the blessing. We could put that on right now, sibling. Right now, yeah. and that it has so much rich tones and messages, which are still current today, and the sound is still current. Yeah. And you know the crazy thing about that, thanks for the blessing. You know, we had so much gutter stuff, and we were like, man, we want to, like, put it out there. But you know what? We, we might want to say something, you know, like, from what we've been through, to getting a record deal to 
you know, having a little money because at the time we were doing it, we didn't have money like that, but they were taking care of us, but we didn't have money like that. But we was just really thanking, you know, God for the blessing for just, just to be that far, mm. just that far. And then once they came out, you know, we never knew, even Rap-A-Lot never knew that we were going to hit that beat <laughs> because I'm going to tell you, I walked by an office one time in Rap-A-Lot, and so they said, we're going to order, we got pre-orders of 100,000 copies, which is way big, you know, for a new group. Mm -hmm. And so they were asking this guy, his name is Mel Smith, he works for Bad Boy now, but uh, Mel Smith, they asked him, do he want to order any more just for, you know, and he said, I'm going to order 200,000 for the life of the album. You know, so the only hopes was maybe they might sell 200,000, mm -hmm. you know? And so for it to come out the gate selling like all those 100,000 and 50,000 more in like a two weeks, like 150,000, they were like blown away, you know? Yeah. Yeah, they was blown away at that. It was that on um, Thanks for the Blessing. Was that on the... Was that on Gangster Funk? No, no, no. It was on Ghetto Dope. Ghetto Dope. See, Ghetto Dope was our first album. It was only two of us on there. But before, it was three of us. But uh, Low Life, he got locked up before we could even record the album. Damn. We we didn't really go in the studio and record yet. We were really like uh, just practicing. We were practicing songs and getting them together. Then we was going to go to the studio and just blow them out, you know, mm -hmm. just do them. Mm -hmm. And so he got locked up before we could do that. And so we had to just learn his parts and just go in there. And we did the whole album of Ghetto Dope. And that 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 that's yeah. classic. That is some yeah. classic slaps right there. Hey, so how did Bushwick come on the team? Okay, Bushwick. Uh, he was. You know, I can tell you how he got found. He was. Uh, Jay was in a club in um in New York, and Bushwick was dancing. You know, in that club, mm -hmm. and for him to be so small. And yo, he was dancing, and you know, he had this charisma, Jay says. He had this something about him that he was like, man, you know what? I want to get that dude down in Houston and see if I can pair him up with my brother, because his brother was Sir Rapalot. That's where they get the name from. His brother was Sir Rapalot, but he got locked up too as well for a murder case. And so they just carried on with the Rapalot name. And uh, hey, he hey, just hey. got out. Hey, oh, double O, this, this is like bombs you drop in here, right? This is like, uh, so rapper. So was he a yeah. rapper as well then? Or that yeah, yeah, he was, he was, now Jay was heavy in the streets, right? Mm -hmm. And so his brother was Sir Rap-A-Lot. And so he was like, Jay was trying to see how he could get out the streets. Mm -hmm. And so rap was a new thing. And so he wanted to put his all into his brother. And so that's what he did. He like, well, I'm going to leave the streets. I'm going to put this all into my brother, Sir Rap-A-Lot. And so 
we sometimes don't know how to separate the streets from the studio. Yeah. And so Sir Rapalot got caught up and he got like 25 years, you know. And so really to honor him, Jay, Jay named the 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 company Rapalot Records. Okay. And was he was, was any tracks actually laid before we got uh I, you know what? I've never heard any tracks from him. I okay. think that. Jay probably lost all that, mm. but he signed Raheem. It was Raheem, uh, the Vigilante, and yes. uh, Sir Rapalot. They were rapping together in a dude named Jukebox, and they were rapping together. This is before he went to New York and got them. Oh. And so he went. To, he went to New York, got Bushwick. Bushwick came down really as a dancer for the group. Mm -hmm. So they said, well, maybe we can just, you know write him something and he can start rapping. And so they wrote him something and he started rapping. And they just got, you know, Ghetto Boys, that's how he became, that's how Bushwick came. But then Bushwick, he was always, you know, you know, one of those guys that'll jump on any song with you. And so thanks for the blessing, you know, we was just in the studio and he was like, man, I like that, man. He started telling us stories of how he was in biblical school at 16 and all this stuff. And we were like, all right, well, we're gonna write a, write a rhyme for you. Just want you to say it. But even though you wrote that rhyme for him, he put his heart into that. Yeah, yeah. So you would think that's him, you know? Mm. And so that's how Bushwick got on Thanks for the Blessing. Rise and, in paradise and Devin, to Bushwick. And Devin the Dude is on there too. On that same track? Yeah, he's singing Thanks for the Blessing. Devin oh, of course. Me. Yeah, that's Devin. Jeez. Yeah, we all came, we all came at the same time. Man. Yeah. Now you as soon as you say, I'm like, of course, that's Devin. That sounds just like Devin. But if you if you yeah. didn't tell me that, I'd be like, that's just a, a male vocalist doing his thing. Now that's Devin. Yeah. If you know Devin been on every Fifth Ward Boy album that we had, though, you know, like from PWA to any little thing, you know, it was Devin. He was on there. Definitely. And that PWA, yeah. man. That P yeah. <laughs> Listen, hey, I got old, I got old folks who love that. This they were saying, I'm not too keen on the um the yeah, chorus, yeah. but yeah. everything else, man. It's funny that song has so much history because it almost wasn't made. I mean, we really didn't think of doing a song like that. We were like, we on some gutter stuff all the time. But then we said, well, we're going to do one song for the Raunchies, you know. And so we did that song. And once we did it, uh, our audience changed a little bit on us, you know, from men being in the front to women being in the front. <laughs> and we were like, wow, this is kind of crazy, you know. And PWA is a, if you really don't want to know the history of PWA, I'm going to tell you something that a lot of people don't know. It's exclusive. We did a beat with Mike Dean for PWA. And do you know that beat is the Mary Mary beat for Scarface? That Mary Mary, Mary Mary Mary. That is the first PWA beat. We 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 face he just wanted that beat so bad to do Mary Mary. And so Mike Dean gave him the beat, but that was PWA. But then we got Mr. Lee, 
to oh, take shit. the underbelly, to take the underbelly of what we made and just put new keys on it. And that's how we made PWA. If you listen to both songs, Mary Mary and PWA, they have the same beat almost. Like the Mary that. Mary, it says doom, do don't. Don't don't marry, marry, marry. Yeah, and yeah. PWA is the same one. Don't you know Mr. Lee is a genius, man. Yeah. Another genius producer. Yeah, Mr. Lee, my boy, man. He um he's something, man. We we uh got Mr. Lee, him, Grizz, all those dudes that came from us, man. Fifth War Boys, man. So how was um how, how was Rapalot able to get all of these, I mean, because as I say, I grew up on Rap A Lot, man. I think I think I pretty much got damn near every Rap A Lot release up until like mid nineties. How how was the the production team assimilated? You know the crazy thing about it, like Beto was our number one uh, producer. You know, Beto, Beto one number one producer. So Mike Dean was just a lick player. He would play licks of guitar or licks of, because uh, Beto loved live instrumentation. Mm -hmm. He didn't want to, you know, do it on samples. So he liked somebody coming in and playing it. He was just good with drums and putting stuff together, you know. And so he would put it all together from different dudes. So you had... Uh, Beto One was our number one dude, but you had Crazy C. Yes, he was. Yes. He came in through the Big Mellow uh, thing, so he was a killer too. So you had Crazy C, and then we only had one studio. All of us was in one studio, and so <laughs> it was hard sometimes getting your thing off. But you know, it was a beautiful time when you think back at it because you had. N.O. Joe came in. Oh, N.O. Oh, Joe shit. came in. You know, he was from New Orleans and Mr. Lee. Once Mr. Lee heard about that N.O. Joe was down here, he took a, a Trailways bus, Greyhound, to, to Houston. We picked him up and he just showed us what he had and boom, we was ready. We said, man, let's do some music. So we call it working out, you know, like how you work out and yep. all that. We call it, let's work out, you know. So we worked out a whole bunch of beats and a whole bunch of music. And we had one studio. So you got Big Mike, you got 3-2, you got Gangsta Nip, you, yeah. got, uh, you got so many dudes in one studio, Fifth Ward Boys, Ghetto Boys. Too much trouble. Studio. Too much trouble. You know, Too Much Trouble was the first group from my neighborhood that I knew, you know, that made a record. Was it Bar None? Um, yeah, Bar None, Lil Ghetto, and yep. Drunk D. Drunk and D. So, <laughs> yeah, Drunk D, that's my boy, man. We all went to school together, me, Drunk D, and, uh, and they made an album before we did, you know, but we all went to school together, though. That's crazy, that is. That's crazy. Because yeah. that, that obviously, that, again, changed um with the second and third album didn't it in regards to the lineup of too much trouble yeah uh what happened was bar none he had got to a point that he was like he was tired of it and he just you know 
it wasn't no beef thing. He just was tired of it, and he just went on. You know, he felt like I think he felt like he was a gimmick more than anything, mm. and we just didn't want him to feel that way. So you can just you know ride out, you know, and so ghetto. Indeed, they did their thing, but you know, ghetto has has passed away, man. You know, that's my oh, boy. Yeah, he had cancer. He passed away, ghetto man. Damn, rising paradise. When when did that happen, sibling? Yeah, a few years ago, man. Uh, yeah, that was my boy, man, from my neighborhood. You know, we went to school together, everything, wrapped together, toured mm. together, everything. So you know, that's damn man. So many, so many greats, man. The good die die young, man. The good die long. Hey. The most I caught. Listen, the most I as you don't know, sibling, man. We got we got to start. And an end date, yeah. That's the only thing guaranteed. The most important thing, what we do is with it, is that little dash in between. And that's it. I yeah, say that all the time. That that that, that, that book of life has already been written. Um, and sometimes we just, you know, we we just want to be around around those good people, man, and that good that good energy and that good vibe. But yeah. most I saw it fit to 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 bring him back yeah. into the bosom, man. Yeah, and one thing about rap a lot, you know, it was a camaraderie like no other. We uh just like a, we had a song called Bring It On. And <laughs> you know that song, ten minutes. On, yeah, we had that song, but if you really heard the real song, it was more rappers on that than you hear. It's just that it was so long we had to cut it. But <laughs> you know, that's when Big Mike first, you know, Willie D was having problems with the ghetto boys and he left mm. and said he wanted to do his own thing, you know, cause Willie, you know, he real headstrong, man. He's like, you know, if he feel it, he don't care. He don't care the world against him. He gonna go, you know, he don't care if 50 gangsters against him. He gonna go, you know, where, where he feel, From, you know? I, I, and, I, I don't know him personally, but based upon his um, his artistry and, and yeah. first stumbling, I remember the first day I got the the album on vinyl, going out like a soldier, and yeah. I, I heard that that Rodney King song, and I yeah. was like, "Yeah, Willie D is hard." Yeah, you know that going out like a soldier was really uh, toward rap a lot. You know, it was like, "Whatever come, you know, I'm gone. <laughs> Whatever come, I'm going out like a soldier." <laughs> and so, you know, because it was it was a mark on his head, like, oh, yeah, you don't want to be with us. You ain't down with us no more, you know. But then, it, you know, Big Mike came. They made a beautiful album yes. uh, to yeah. do his part. It was a beautiful album. We was able to be on it. And uh, then they patched it up. Willie D's back with Ghetto Boys. Resurrection. Know, so. Yeah, Resurrection. And again, I I don't know like it that formula the formula with the, as you say the camaraderie that was there at that time I I I I couldn't you know guess what what on earth happened, but every I didn't need to listen to a rap like release that that right. that's one thing I I could go to the to the to the music style I'd go upstairs and the guy would he'd see me and he'd just nod to me and he'd just bring me like twenty CDs. Five of them yeah. will be rapper, you know, we'll have some no limit mixed up in there. Yeah. You yeah. know, we'll have some secret records in there, you know, we'll have a nice little yeah. some swath house. Don't forget the swath house. Oh, yeah. Don't forget my them. People, man. <laughs> Yo, those are my people right there, Ball and G, you know, 
we've been friends for a long time, man. And uh, we're, we're actually doing a Fifth Ward Boy documentary right now. We've been shooting it for about a year and a half now. So uh, we're almost through with it. So you'll see Ball and G and Dun B and all of them talk on their E40 and all of them. It's going to be, it's, it's cool, man. Yeah, I'm looking for it. It, it needs to be done because as I say, y'all, y'all have seen some things, y'all done some things, have produced yeah. say, some excellence, some music which... Yeah, it's, it's you know, I mean, we live that life that a lot of stuff that you hear on songs <laughs> is definitely done, you know, and you know, to, but to our detriment, a lot of that stuff was done. But we, you know, I think back on some of the things that we were doing, and we had no seatbelt on, we were just, you know, you know, just going out there, man. I look back on it and say, golly, I could have died right there. You know what I'm saying? But I believed in it so much mm-hmm. till I didn't care about dying at that time. But you, you see, know? at the same time, you've got now wisdom. You know what I'm saying? Right. You've got wisdom. Right. And also, you had that hedge of protection at the most high because he, you know, right. any point of those times when you're doing 80 down to something with no seatbelt on and, yeah. you know, so it's yeah, all for a reason, man. Oh, yeah, I think he just, you know, for times like these now of mm-hmm. what I'm doing, I think that God wanted to save me for those times, these times, you know. Definitely. So I, I, I hear that you you were um or from what I can see, you're you have now leaned more on the the uh the testament to the most high and his son Yeshua right. Hamashiach. Right, right. So can you, you know, can you try and paint a vivid picture how that transition took place? You know, it's funny because uh, you know, me, like I said, I had no seatbelt on. I had a appetite for destruction, really, you know, like I just love calamity, you know, just coming from where I come <laughs> from. So I thought calamity was normal, you know. I did an interview with a guy, with a lady, and she said, uh, did you grow up with your father? And I said, no, you know, and she said, oh, that must have, you know, hurt you so bad or affected you. And in my head, I was like, I, I don't know. Everybody around me didn't have a father. So mm-hmm. I thought that was normal. So a lot of things that we think is normal is not normal, yes. you know, me starting to fight over something little is not normal. And I used to do it all the time. Mm-hmm. Me wanting to bust at some dudes because, you know, they was looking at me wrong. That's not normal, even though I thought it was normal. And so um, I was, uh, you know, I was just talking up on stuff. And I ended up being uh, in a penitentiary, going to jail. But in that in that time, I was locked up. You know, God came to me and asked me, well, he didn't ask me. He told me, if you're going to do, you're going to do my will or something bad is going to happen to you for a long time. I didn't know if it was death or it was jail. I just didn't want no parts of it. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So I came to God out of fear and not love right then because I really didn't know the story of God. And, you know, I didn't, I wasn't a Bible dude, really. You know, so once I got out, I said, I want to honor, you know, what I gave to God. So I told him that I was going to do right. You know, I want to do right. 
And so uh, I got out. I got with some brothers, you know, that really knew, you know, the story of God and teaching me the story of God and mm -hmm. Jesus Christ, you know, and all that. And I was like, okay, you know, I I feel a, uh, I feel a need to play a part in the whole movement now, you know. And so I stopped rapping because I felt like rapping led me down to where I was going. Mm -hmm. And so I felt that at that time, but you don't have to do stuff, you know, it's just, you know, the Satan doesn't have any control, you know, really over you because God gives you free will and you can do what yes. you want to do. You know, you can praise a goat if you want to, uh, you know, you can, you can praise a tire if you want to, you know, <laughs> it's just up to you, you know, so I gave my life to God and this, and my wife was telling me, she was like, you know what, you rap, you know, why don't you rap for God? And I was like, whenever I heard rappers rapping for God, they they heard, they they sounded so whack. All right, then, Sibling. I'm sure you've heard of New Wine from that bloody evening. Yeah. You, you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. I heard of New Wine. I did. I've never seen the one. I don't know who that is. I know him now, you know, because I talk to him yes. a lot. But at that time, I was like, I don't know this dude. Mm. But see, that's the thing. He was there, but he changed his life. So he's not in the same thing I'm in. Yeah. So of course, he doesn't, you know, come around the gangsters or something like that. So I don't know him. Mm. I didn't know him then, but now I know him now because we talk and all that stuff. But you know, I didn't, I always felt like they sounded so whack, man. You know, the beast was whack and all this stuff. And I told her that. And she was like, so can you make a song? I was like, yeah, I can make a song. That's easy to do. You know, so this dude was next door to my shop. He uh, did beats named Handyman. Thanks for taking the time to tune into CFR Network. If you enjoyed the content, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, and if you ain't already, most definitely share. If you'd like to go that step further and to support the broadcast, go over to sbmentality.com and go get yourself some merch. And also go check out my sponsor over at Instagram, Supreme of the UK. Thank you for your continued support.